So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. So I usually start with a few questions. Okay, I'm ready. The first one is, what is your name and where are you from? My name is Otessa Marie Goddard. Mm -hmm. So my initials are OMG, which is funny. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) that's hilarious. (laughs) The original OMG before AIM or anything like that. Yeah. And uh, I am from, I'm actually a DC native. Uh Yeah. Born, yeah. born, and born and raised. I moved around a bit and then came back. Awesome. And tell us a little bit about your work. My work. Oh gosh, I am really bad at the the short pitch on what I do. Okay, I would say that I'm a storyteller, uh-huh. and I am a storyteller who particularly loves new media as the way to approach stories because I think that when you want to reach people organically or not come against toxic culture or people who might not green light your stories or just the ability to organically community build is more possible in digital storytelling. So that started out as web series, but also um, as an author doing podcasting and I'm a professor. I'm also doing some data science for Google. I, I do some client work. I try to stay busy and out of trouble. I don't know. <laughs> but I would say that, oh, yeah, the, generally speaking, like storytellers, the, the best way to describe what I do, like yeah. for the writing and for the, the shows and the podcasting. But yeah, more than anything, just storyteller. Awesome. And what are you excited about right now? What am I excited about? I'm excited about the projects that I have coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about that. I'm excited about, oh, and I also run a, a festival. Yeah. That, that celebrates all of the above. Sorry. Yeah. Not that one. Um, <laughs> Big piece. I, yeah. I am excited about the, about the problems that we have coming up, about the fact that Netflix and Hulu are the new MGM and Paramount. Yeah. And so we're essentially what was our space and digital media and web series started out as a place for, in particular, women, people of color. Uh, LGBT storylines and sci-fi and fantasy, anything that was like not welcomed yeah. was where the internet was an awesome place. And at a, cer- at a certain point in history, you could actually make a living. Yeah. That has totally changed. Now online storytelling is, you know, it, they are the new MGM. They are the new yeah. Paramount. It's kind of like the 1930s and were, you know, up a creek without a paddle. And so what I'm seeing is that a lot of the creators domestically are giving up, leaving, folding up shop, going bankrupt. But internationally, the community is growing. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever I see something like that, I think to myself, I'm like, okay, now more than ever, the whole reason why online storytelling took off in the first place is because of a supply and demand failure, right? Yeah. Our story, people didn't want to green light our stories. People didn't want to, they weren't like, oh, I, yeah, like that short ethnic woman. Oh, yeah, we're looking for short ethnic directors with names that sound like terrorists. Said no one ever. 
Um, but this was a place that you could do that, right? Yeah. And now that that's being taken away, yes, we can point to, for example, oh, Netflix, there were 30 studios that said to all the boys like I've ever loved before, like the no, the Asian character can't be Asian. And Netflix was like, yeah, the Asian character can be Asian. Yeah. Yay for Netflix. Oh my God, they're going to get kudos for months. Netflix also dropped how many pieces of content. This is nothing against Netflix, to be very clear. Yeah. Netflix, thank you for doing that. And Netflix, I would, you know, be happy to work with you. But I do have concerns because the other pieces of content that they dropped in-house or that they acquired, I mean, in that quarter, they're in that month, there was over 30. Yeah. And the demographics of in front of the camera, behind the camera, above the line, below the line, we're not seeing that yeah. kind of representation. So I'm worried. And yeah. I'm not folding up shop domestically because I'm like, we are right back. In, in a way, we've done a loop, right? Mm. Where all of a sudden it's like, oh, all of those people who like to see themselves on screen and like to see their stories and would like to actually be in control of their agency with these stories, that has been taken away from them. So we are now back at a supply and demand failure. And the yeah. more things close up shop, that doesn't mean, to me, that doesn't mean close up shop. I'm like, whenever I look at a problem, I'm like, from another point of view, this is an opportunity. And yeah. so in my mind, I'm like, we are right back at, you know, where I was before YouTube when I did it, a web series. And everyone was like, what is a web? I don't even know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, you're, this is crazy. Why would you do that? Like, YouTube doesn't even exist yet. Like, this is insane. And I'm like, well, because of a supply and demand failure. So yeah. I'm like, well keep doing it because we are back at that supply and demand failure. Wow. And that will build yeah. up. I didn't realize that orange juice was pre YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So for the listeners, I, when I was a teenager, I acted in one of Otessa's web series, yes. orange juice and Bishop's garden. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that project? Oh gosh. So it was about teenagers growing up and like coming out and coming of age in the very last, the very last pre-digital generation yeah. they actually ended the show with the advent of the internet Ooh. so it was a web series that was pre-internet it was about teenagers but it was like a recent period piece so yeah um but still a period piece yeah uh, a lot of you know rotary phones things like that looking for pay phones yeah all the above <laughs> but about like what was relevant to teenagers then and what would be relevant to teenagers post-internet and yeah. how you could use this as a means to like what would i want teenagers to know what did i yeah. reflect upon um, but yeah, yeah, this was before YouTube and wow. then I didn't realize that. Yeah. Cause yeah, you've really been at the forefront cause I feel like web series now people really know what that is a lot. Yeah. Of cause they win Emmys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what was it like to be doing those kinds of projects before many other people were doing that at all? It was a lot of being told that you're crazy. Yeah. A lot of being laughed at a lot of being told. I remember my thesis, yeah. um, the first time I went in for my thesis, I want to do a web series. Yeah. And they were like... And this was at Columbia yeah, Film, right? Columbia, yeah. yeah. And they were like, what? <laughs> they were like, you want to make something and put it online? Like, yeah. that, no, that's embarrassing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, hold on. Like, wow. can I come back? Yeah. So I came back like madman style. Yeah. Or madmen style, rather, with like the business report, the trends, and yeah. all of the data science. Yeah, it was a lot of being called crazy. And yeah. in my thesis proposal, the first time they were like, wait, you want to make this thing and you want to put it online? No, that like, why would you want to do that? That's embarrassing. That's going to make us look bad. They're like, you're supposed to make a short that costs you a bare minimum of 20K and go into more debt and then hope that it performs well on the festival circuit. And it's basically like the most expensive business card ever. 
Yeah. But then meanwhile, we had been talking about the decline of box office sales and mm-hmm. like butts and seats and there weren't yeah. butts and seats. So yeah. I was like, let me come back. So I came back and I was like, you know how we've been talking about butts and seats? Yeah. Right. So yeah, that decline is happening. Yeah. But let me show you. And my brother and sister were 13 years younger than me at the time. Yeah. And um, I had actually moved home to help because my mother was sick and all of the above. So I was actually seeing my brother and sister and I was like, they are consuming a lot of content. Let's track this. Yeah. So then I came back to them and I was like, you know, butts and seats are down, ticket sales are down, and this yeah. trend will most likely continue. But let's be very clear about something. Content yeah. consumption is up and content consumption is growing. And this is where yeah. it's growing. And I want to go into a growth market. And I was specifically told at my grad school, a producer who has lots of Oscars came up to a group of women, and there weren't that many in the program, and he came up to us and said to another producing professor i don't know why all these women are here thinking they're going to be directors they're all going to be script supervisors no no i'm sorry they're all going to be script girls script girls not even yeah they're all going to be script girls not even script supervisors or scripties they're all going to be script girls so i was like so i want to go where content is growing i want to go into a growth market i want to go into a market where i can actually direct and this is it yeah so i'm gonna and they were like well the metrics work and they're like okay Mm -hmm. fine do it but it has to be a secret like no one can know that you're doing this because yeah. it's embarrassing for us. Columbia, for the institution. Yeah. yeah. And of course, no, it's not embarrassing to them. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So it was a lot of that. I think that my family history comes into play here a lot. My parents had the very first computer store. Yeah. Um, in 1979. Yeah. It was the very first computer store on the East Coast. Wow. Yeah. Um, back when people were like, what is a personal computer? Why would we want one? Like, right. Yeah. What, yeah. So seeing my parents as entrepreneurs in future tech at a time when everyone was like, you're crazy. And then it's right. like, oh, wait, actually, no, computers, mm-hmm. like, they were right. Yeah. Um. And I, instead of going to summer camp, I would like work in the family business over the summer. So I think yeah. a lot of that informed it too. So right. it was, a, I don't know if I would have had the strength and fortitude and ability to let go of what other people said if yeah. I hadn't seen my family do that. Right. And even my grandmother, same sort of early adopter story. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. I have like a, the future is in my genes, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I'm fortunate because otherwise it's really hard when people tell you, no, you're crazy. Oh, absolutely. I get that with my job too. People don't see why anyone would pay for dating support. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Quite frequently. But everyone already is. I know. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. But I know that there is a huge need for kind of a reevaluation of how we're orienting ourselves towards dating, because when I was working as a matchmaker, Mm -hmm. I was interviewing so many people on the back end. And I was like, there are patterns here that are real. People are really frustrated Mm -hmm. and having a really hard time. Yeah. Despite being more technically connected than ever, having a really hard time actually connecting with each other in real life. Yeah. But yeah, I, I feel you. It's it's, it, there's something invigorating though about people thinking you're nuts. Yes, you're like, uh huh. Just just wait three years. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And then just you'll wait. then you'll be like, oh, I knew her when. <laughs> yeah. Like I know her. Yeah. 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 Um, I see that too. I'm just as you were saying that of kind of being a woman and saying, okay, like this, how how the system is set up or how this industry is set up. There's no place for me here. Let me mm-hmm. go create my own thing. I see that and like 
I'm thinking of like the cannabis industry yeah. too, of like there's so many female entrepreneurs in these uncharted waters or these kind of like new industries, um, which is exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's nice, nice to see those growth potentials. And also like I do worry about like how do we protect them? Yeah. So that's why that's why I'm like no matter what's happening domestically, like I'm still here. Yeah. Because that need is not going to go away. That threat is not going to go away. Yeah. That desire, that ceiling is not going to go away. One thing that I love is like when, you know, like people ask kids, yeah. oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. And I'm kind of like that question. First, I'm always like, are the adults looking for ideas? Yeah. <laughs> I swear, like at least a third of the time, the adult is like, I'm unhappy. Right. I'm try- I'm like, yeah, I'm so trying true. to get career advice. Yeah. You know, like, what do you want to be when you grow yeah. up? Yeah. But also, yeah. I feel like that question now almost has like no real, or, well, the way the industries are growing and expanding and accelerating. If you were to ask someone that question now, the answer, the most realistic answer would be something that hasn't even been invented yet. Absolutely. Or yeah. something that if I told you, you would have no idea what it is. Yeah. And it's kind of cool to think that we both have jobs. Yeah. Where, like, if someone asked us and we had told them, they'd be like, what? <laughs> what is that? Yeah. What What industry? What does that entail? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, so I'm excited to see what, like, the next the next phase is. Yeah. I think what's cool about what both of us do, too, is the net of it is really wide. So there's really no limit on what it relates to or, like, kind of the curiosities we can mm-hmm. pursue with it because really I'm at interpersonal you're in storytelling I'm in interpersonal communications in the romantic sphere but that it extends beyond just dating and dating isn't dating isn't like a separate subset of life it's yeah. literally sharing your life and your internal world with another person and their internal world yeah so it's related to everything and I think this is something that we were talking about and I was so sad that I wasn't able to I got so excited about this, but there's always 2020. So um, about how what you're doing is basically the ultimate in storytelling. Yeah. Like what because you're telling of your damn life. Yeah, exactly. And and I was talking actually to a client about this recently or looking at dates. He was feeling kind of frustrated with other areas of his life. And we were looking at how we could see dates as an opportunity to reinvent himself or kind of reinvent how he tells his own story Mm because that's it people go on tons of first dates and you're telling your story you're kind of presenting yourself and you can be truthful in storytelling there are many truths there are many perspectives and the way that we tell our life story changes as our perspective changes Mm -hmm. we can say oh well like now i see at the time i was going through xyz yeah now that i have this perspective but i always think of that as a really interesting part of dating is it is. It's personal storytelling. It's creating a, a cohesive narrative of yeah. what your life has been, kind of like what are the major mile markers? What did you learn from them? Like what are the experiences you've had that made you who you are? Yeah. And how do you present that verbally to yeah. another person? That's what kind of what dating is yeah, absolutely. in large part. 